Hey, it's Monique, and welcome to episode 31 of the Brown Vegan Podcast, where I love to share stories from other vegans with you, as well as strategies on how to start a simple, delicious, and long-term vegan life. I am back. Yes, I'm really excited to bring this conversation with you. I actually spoke with Lynn, and you may know her on Instagram as Veronica, and we met several years ago at DC Veg Fest, but actually we met online, but that was the first time we met in person. So if you have a veg fest or a vegetarian fest or a vegan festival near you, definitely check those out. It's so uh, such a great way to connect with people that you meet on social media. And it's also a great way to get your network going because sometimes it's life feel kind of lonely when you don't know any of the people that you see online in person. So in any way possible that you can connect with people that you know online in person, definitely take advantage of that. I actually saw Lynn again recently. We both attended the Hip Hop Green Dinner here in DC where it was just basically a way for hip-hop and vegan life to connect it was just an amazing event with great food and entertainment so it was so awesome to be able to connect with her there as well so in this conversation that I have with Lynn we talk about how she was able to get rid of her high blood pressure medication after being on it for 20 years she did a raw food cleanse and basically that was her transition to vegan life at that point she's gonna talk about how her 30 days really changed her perspective as far as health as far as how she um, dealt with her own medications and also how she was able to transition her husband to vegan life in a very gentle way a lot of times we just want our whole family to do this but we put so much pressure on them that they don't make the decision but for her it was very very gentle we also talked a lot about how she prepares food because I know she loves to cook. I know she loves raw food and I love I know that she loves eating out at restaurants too. So we talked about a lot of that. So you can get all of the show notes and everything we mentioned in this episode at brownvegan.com. This is episode 31. And of course, I love to talk about the story because I think that the story helps move a lot of people along in their vegan lifestyle. So I want to find out when you decided to become a vegan and why. Um, it started about four and a half years ago. Um, I did a raw food challenge. I did a 30 days raw. And um, halfway through that challenge, I read the book, The China Study, halfway through my challenge. And it explained a lot about heart disease and how the food you eat affect you. And um, heart disease was something is something that is prevalent in my family and high blood pressure also. And those things, um, I thought it, you know, eventually it would affect me because I was taking medication for high blood pressure. So halfway through that raw food challenge, I decided that I wasn't going to eat meat anymore. And, um, that was in October and by February, um, by, from eating mostly raw, I stopped taking, having to take high blood pressure medication. So the um the health part of it is what affected me yeah. most. Oh wow. So how long was that? I'm sorry. You said you stopped taking your medication. How long had you been raw at that point? Um I guess about 4 months. And I'd been on medication for about 20 years. And then so that of course, I mean, that changed your whole perspective, I'm sure about everything. At it that point. changed it really that month that I went raw changed my life. Wow. Um and then I did um, I started juicing and I would do a week or two juicing. And then one time I did 30 days juicing and, um, it just, it just life changing. I, you know what I really like about you? I love that you show so much balance on it. I love that you like your glass of wine, make it so, uh, 
relatable to people because I feel like a lot of times raw veganism doesn't look that appealing. <laughs> it looks really right. strict, you know? So I love how you do yours. It's just like, okay, it's all about balance. You know? Well, that's how I feel life is about balance. You know, I will probably never be 100% raw because there are some cooked things that I like. Everything that I eat is always vegan, but there are some cooked things that I like. There will be like a week or two where I'll eat mostly raw, but then I want to go out like today. I went out and had falafels, mm -hmm. you know, so, um, and I love, I love wine. I mean, I will probably never stop drinking wine. So I think that life is about balance. Once you heal your body, I think that you can find a good balance to keep, keep things the way nature, you know, wants it to be. Yeah, it's all about balance. I think that's what keeps people, you know, going. How people continue to uh, maintain a vegan lifestyle is realizing that, you know, some leave room for experimenting and some balance in there too. So I love Right. That. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So when you did this 30-day raw challenge, do you remember who you did it with or was it just something you decided to do on your own? I did it with um, my one of my husband's um, clients. He had, He's like a business manager who... She's a raw food person and she put the challenge out on Facebook and um, she kept, you know, promoting it. And then finally I told my husband, I said, I think I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And I knew nothing about raw foods. I knew nothing about preparing raw foods. I just, you know, I learned everything on my own online, looking up recipes and all that. So um, I did it by myself and I just went from there and, and I just kind of kept stuck with it. And, you know, I can't. I can't tell you enough how much those 30 days literally changed my life. Yeah, I noticed that a lot with uh, people who start a vegan journey. It's usually from a, a raw cleanse or a juice fast or something mm -hmm. like that. So I noticed, it, I guess because it's resetting your palate. Is that what it feels like it did? It you? definitely reset my palate. Um, I would, you know, I thought I was eating healthy. In the you know before I started the challenge, I thought okay, and to prepare myself for the challenge, I stopped eating meat for two weeks, just to prepare my body for the raw food that was about to happen. And um, at the end of the thirty days, it's like I the things that I used to crave or eat or want, I didn't want them anymore. So it it really does reset your palate. Was there anything else that kind of made you decide that maybe you should go vegan before all this happened? I know that the raw raw life was new to you, but what about vegan life overall? Did you kind of, were you considering you know, it? Yeah. I think that I felt that I, how can I explain it? I felt like I wanted to be vegan, but I wasn't really sure what it meant or, you know, what I had to do. Um, there was a period in the early, like 10 years ago where I stopped eating meat, but I ate cheese and things like that. And I just wasn't doing it very healthy, I don't think. And then I started eating meat again. And, um, and you know, I just was kind of yo-yoing back and forth with it. I think that's normal though. Like, I think a lot of us kind of do that. We, uh, we play with it a little bit before we actually, you know, go all in. So I noticed that a lot when a lot of other people that I talk to too, that it's just kind of like, I thought about it. I kind of toyed with the idea, but like you said, they're not, I'm not really sure what that looks like long-term. I don't know if yeah. I really want to commit to that. We start off and then we just have to make the decision to actually do it. Yeah, I remember when I made the decision during reading the China study, it was probably 15 days into my raw food challenge. 
I mentally made the decision, okay, I'm not eating meat anymore. And I told my husband that I wasn't going to eat meat anymore. And he really thought I was crazy. He said, how are you going to just not eat meat? I said, I'm just not going to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, I stuck with it. And then a year later, he said, you know, he needed help because he went to the doctor. He was on blood pressure medication and his cholesterol was high. And he said, you know, what can I do? So I had him watch the movie Fat, Sick and Nearly Dead. And we watched it twice together, actually. And then he said, um, he said, I think I want to do a juice fast. So is he a vegan now? He is. He is vegan. He's been vegan for three years. Oh, wow. I did not realize that. Yeah. After watching Fat, Sick and Nearly Dead, he did... 14 days juicing. We did it together. And then, uh, or maybe 15 days. He said he was going to do a month, but he couldn't do it. Yeah. And then we ate raw for the next 15 days. He did his fast in November, Uh a year after I did. I think probably by January, he was off all of his medication. Wow. And he lost over 60 pounds. (laughs) So he probably looks like a different man because I know when I met him at Veg Fest was that what two three years ago? Yeah, he probably looks like a different man now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did you cook for him when you during the year when he wasn't a vegan? Were you cooking for him too, or making two separate meals? How did that look? Um, I was eating what I ate, and he would eat what I ate. But he got a lot of his non-vegan food other places. Very rarely would I make him something yeah. that wasn't vegan because I was committed. You know, he would eat kale salad, and he would eat you know, other stuff that I would make. So I, you know, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I'm a pretty good cook. Even my vegan stuff and all my friends love all my vegan food. So he ate my vegan food, but he, he ate a lot of stuff yeah. on the, on the outside, as I would always say. <laughs> <laughs> but it seemed like it was, it was still like a, a nice tra- um, transition for him though, because he got to kind of the both best of both worlds. He saw you probably didn't put pressure on him. I so put a, no pressure on him it was whatsoever. Amazing. That's the best way. I love it. I love it. None at all. And when he came to me and said, I need, what can I do? You know, I'd seen the movie Fat, Sick and Nearly Dead. So I said, you need to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. You were and ready for his answer. You had answers, right? You I had was answers. ready. I was ready. So after he watched the movie, we, um, he ordered a juicer and he was ready to go. I love it. The thing I love about your Instagram is that you love to eat out just like me. You love to see what's going on out there as far as the vegan restaurants. And you love making it your own as far as going to any other type of restaurant. So right. what is your? what are some of your favorite D.C. restaurants? Oh, gosh. My favorite would have to... Well, you know, it used to be Everlasting Life Cafe. And then they changed their name to Woodland's vegan bistro and now i think they're called evolve no i think it's new cafe and then they separate or and new evolve. Cafe. i know it's like they change it's like confusing every year. i know <laughs> so new vegan is what it's called new vegan so that's new vegan uh-huh. and then there's an evolve evolve i've heard about now i've heard about this one i heard it's like more of a nightlife feel it is they have a bar wait. you know i love to go somewhere that has a bar yeah so <laughs> Yeah, it's a Tacoma, it's a Tacoma Park Metro station. Okay, I'm happy. And um, they have the best vegan mac and cheese mm-hmm. at Evolve. There's a place that I go to that's not really vegan, but they have really good vegan options. And I post a lot of pictures from there on Instagram. It's called Soul Food. Mm-hmm. It's um, S-E-O-U-L, like Seoul, Korea. Mm-hmm. It's a fusion of um, Korean and Mexican food. Oh, wow. And she has a lot of dishes. She'll make them with tofu or with, you know, 
whatever protein you like, but it's really, really good food there too. Favorites would have to be new vegan and evolve. You know, you can't can't go wrong with a vegan fried chicken sandwich. I love it. They <laughs> they do such a great spin on soul food, and I think that's another thing that sometimes people we we feel like we're gonna lose some of our culture or some of our uh, childhood by going vegan, and it's not the case at all. You can still indulge in some of that stuff. Absolutely. So I love that about this life. I think that's one of the misconceptions is that it's all you know salads and smoothies and right, it's not right. the case at all. So, so versatile, so much you can do. What are some of the foods that if you can think of right now that when you first started about four and a half years ago that you weren't the biggest fan of, but you enjoy now? Before I was vegan, I did not like beets mm-hmm. and I still don't like them cooked. I agree with I, you actually. <laughs> I, li- I only like them raw. I would never eat them. I tasted them and I just did not like them. So how do you and do I, it now? Yeah. Do you put it in a salad? I usually put them in a salad or I'll juice them. But mainly I just chop them up and put them in a salad. Love it. So what are some of your favorite foods now? My all-time favorite food I think now is kale. And I know that sounds kind of cliche because I'm a raw food. You know, I eat raw. But kale salad is one of my favorites. I had to stop myself from eating it every day. Why? Like, That's well, keep eating it. <laughs> well, there's a whole list of greens that I can eat that I had to start eating more. I'm True. like, okay, it's not all about the kale. Yeah, I got to mix it up a little. So I had to mix it up a little bit. But kale salad is probably one of my favorite things to eat since becoming vegan. So how do you do yours? Do you massage yours in a little bit of oil and lemon? Or how do you massage your, your kale? Um, I put... Um, oil, lemon, some garlic, a little agave, and sea salt. I mix all that together, and then I just massage it into the kale, and it's amazing. How long do you let yours sit before you start putting in your other ingredients and serving it after you massage it? I usually eat some right away, but I usually let it sit for like a half an hour on the table and just... Let those flavors marinate. Yeah, let it's the amazing. flavors marinate and then just add other things or an avocado because that's sometimes that's all you need is an avocado. Yeah, did you grow up <laughs> eating avocado? I did, actually. Oh, that's awesome because usually people say that that's something else they discover when they became a vegan. You know, I remember I had an aunt who always had had exotic foods, which I thought at her house. And I remember her giving me avocado for the very first time. Mm-hmm. I was a little kid, and I loved avocados then and, and guacamole. I mean, yes. who doesn't love guacamole? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome that you had, like, um, you were exposed to that so young. Because I think sometimes, I feel a lot of us, we grow up eating, like, the same six or seven vegetables. <laughs> yeah. And, and then we don't know any other. That's why a lot of times it's kind of hard to transition to vegan because we're like, are we going to be eating broccoli and green beans every day? But oh, yeah. Now, see, I hate green up. beans. That's yeah. one thing. I To this day still, I do not like green beans. What is there any other vegetables that you're not that fond of? Okra. Mm. <laughs> You, it's like a, isn't it like an art to cook okra, right? I don't, I don't even know. I, (laughs) when I was young, my mom, you know, she would cook it to death and it would be all slimy. And I said, no, I'm not going to eat that. But green beans, she would try to make me eat them because that was one of the vegetables that we always had. And I just never liked them. And to this day, I don't. Right. No, thanks. No, thank you. <laughs> you know, what's really interesting. You just thought you just reminded me of something that I think a lot of us can relate to is that when we're growing up, our parents and, you know, extended family would cook the vegetables to death, like collard greens, 
OMG. Yeah. Like, I they would, yes, I didn't they, know why I didn't like them, but now I know why. Like, because they, were, they cooked oh, it too much. Do you enjoy those? Do you still uh, have your greens now as far as your collard greens? Do you steam them or how do you cook yours? I usually make a just a salad or make a collard. I don't, I very rarely cook any greens. Mm hmm. Um, unless I'm making something for my husband because he's not raw and he has to remind me all the time. <laughs> he's like, uh, excuse me. Yeah, he reminds me all the time that he is not raw. And for me to tell him to have a salad is not dinner. Yeah. So I have to cook for him. And sometimes I'll saute some spinach or, or baby kale and in his, like his tofu scramble or things like that. But for me, I prefer my greens raw and I'll make like a collard slaw or, um, I use the collard leaves for wraps sometimes, but yeah, I don't, I don't cook them. I know at one point you were doing some, some personal chef type work where you were helping other people transition to vegan and you also had some classes. Tell us about that. Um, I've worked with a few people, um, with helping them to add more raw food into their diet. That's my thing. I want people to eat more raw. So I worked with a few people doing that and I haven't done that in a while. And I had a class, a couple classes on teaching people how to make kombucha. I had a class at Great Sage actually, which was very successful there where um, I just, I taught people the process of making their own kombucha. And then I gave them the little SCOBY that they needed to make their own. I was very intimidated at first. I thought the SCOBY was all delicate and I was, you know, all that, but it's really not hard if you follow the step-by-step instructions. I need to start experimenting with making my own. I think you're actually the reason why I started drinking it and I would buy it from the store because I would see you make your own and you would just, uh, it's like this bougie soda. That's what I can say. I know, it, right? It's like a bougie soda. <laughs> Do you still make your own or do you usually buy it these days? I, know I life is still busy. make my own. My life has kind of changed a little bit since my little granddaughter has come along. But I just started because I was buying it at Whole Foods again. I'm like, man, this is just too expensive. Mm-hmm. And I had a jar full of scoby. So I'm actually brewing my own again. That's and they make a good cocktail too. too. I know. I saw that the other day. Listen, let me, I was laughing so hard when I saw you post that on Instagram because my husband is the same way. He's like, you got to put vodka in here. And I'm like, Eric, really? It's all about balance. That's so right. And you won't wake up with the hangover because it's very alkalining to your body. I love it. Thanks. Look at your daughter, B. So you have a new grandbaby. This is your first grandbaby, right? It is my first grandbaby. What are your plans with her as far as, I know you're going to be introducing a lot of good, grandma's going to give her a lot of good uh, vegan food, huh? As she gets older. Well, I told my daughter, I said, my granddaughter's going to be vegan when she comes to visit me. Mm -hmm. And she said, I knew it. Speaking of your daughter, like, how is she? How does she feel about the lifestyle? Is she... You know, I think that she would love to do it, but um, I think she's a little intimidated. She was very close to being vegan while she was pregnant. Oh, really? Because she was having issues with her blood pressure and she was having um, gestational diabetes and all kinds of issues with being pregnant. So she was eating very, very, very well. But she has, since she's had the baby, she's kind of, yeah, but you know what? She drinks a lot of smoothies and a lot of juices now, and she drinks coconut water. So she's, she's so much better. And like your husband, when she's ready, if she decides to do it, she can come to you and you can help her. So that's awesome. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So besides the China study, are there any other, and um, Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead, are there any other uh, books or resources that you really enjoy that help make the transition a little easier for you? You know, I got most of my transitioning online. Um, social media was amazing. Like Instagram, using Instagram mostly or um, Instagram, Instagram gave me a lot of resources and Facebook, you know, just following people who were vegan and raw and, you know, getting inspiration from them. I'm a visual person. So, you know, whenever I'm, when I was in the beginning, I was like, looking for inspiration for food and the way people looked and, you know, vegan and all that. And I just kind of would search out Facebook and read people's stories on Facebook and read blogs. I love the theme of this conversation is so much about balance and, you know, doing what feels good to you and, and coming from a very gentle place in your lifestyle. So I really, really love that. Before we wrap up, I want to kind of come to you with some random questions because I told you in the beginning, I'm before we start recording, I'm nosy and I like okay. to, <laughs> to find out <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> find out more about my guests because I think that that's a great way for other people to find out more about you as well. So so what's your favorite book or something that you read recently that really resonated with you? Um the la- latest book I read was Success Through Stillness uh-huh. by Russell Simmons. How is that? I've read it twice. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's that it's that good and um I've just recently added meditation to my life. Mhm. So um, I just wanted to get another perspective. His book is so easy to read, and he gives you step-by-step instructions on how to meditate and how it's affected his life and how it's affected people's lives around him. And it's just a great book. I've recommended it to so many people. Okay. The next person is me because now, you know, it's funny. I saw it at the library and I'm like, "Eh, meditation always makes me feel like I'm not doing something right. Like I always try it and I always end up, my mind just wanders around and I'm so scattered. And he explains that too. You know, if you get a thought when you're meditating, just take the thought and release it because Mm. you, you know, I've been meditating for a while now And I still get thought, you know, that's just your mind. You're supposed to get thought, but you just release that thought. Okay. It's changed my life. Now, what changes have you noticed in your life? Um, I'm sure you're probably a little more patient about things. Um, I'm a much calmer person. uh Um, You know, it's hard to explain. It's just kind of, you're just kind of gliding. Ooh, I love it. You know what I mean? Yes. You're more present. You don't, you know, things don't get me riled up. I do it. Once a day, sometimes twice. Okay. And how long are you usually sitting? It's 15 to 20 minutes. That's really good. Yeah, okay. 15 to 20 minutes. Now, what did you, now this is all for my own <laughs> information because I really want to start doing it. Um, how did you start though? Were you going to, did you start at 10 to 15 minutes or 20 minutes or how did you, how many minutes were you doing in the very beginning? I started with an app on my iPhone mm-hmm. and I think I started about 10 to 15 minutes. Okay. But I mean, you know, I have friends who say, well, I don't have time to meditate. I just don't have time. But it like he explained in the book, like to me now, it's just like a part of my day, like brushing my teeth. You know, I wake up, I go get my coffee with coconut creamer. (laughs) (laughs) And then I come upstairs and most of the time I put my headphones on. And I play, I have like music that I play on my iPhone, like meditation. I have several different meditation apps and I use the music. Now in the book, he doesn't recommend you do that. 
he recommend that you just do it. Just sit there with no headphones, no whatever. But that's not the only way to meditate. So don't get stuck in one in, perspective. In yeah. one perspective. Yeah. Because that works for him and that works for a lot of people. Now, there are times when I'm by myself and the dog is fed and the dog is walked and I know he's sleeping to when I can just sit without headphones. But, you know, I have a husband and he's doing this and then I have the dog and he's taking him out. So I need to block all that noise out. Mm -hmm. So I put my headphones on and play my meditation app. And usually it's about 20 minutes. Thank you. I appreciate that. This will help me and other people I'm sure that are listening. Everybody meditated in this world. It would be world peace. (laughs) I bet. (laughs) I'm telling you, it is really... What are some of your favorite, I guess, let's say, I would say songs, but let's say uh, artists. Which are some of your favorite musicians? Prince and Lenny Kravitz. Now, I knew Lenny Kravitz was going to be in it. I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love how you just right away. You knew right away. Oh, yeah. There's no question. What about your favorite, some of your favorite movies? Oh, gosh. I have so many favorite movies. My One of my all-time favorite movies is Steel Magnolias. I love that movie. The Color Purple. Yeah. Um. Purple Rain. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched that a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I know the word from for that whole movie from the beginning ah, to the end. Look at you. <laughs> I've seen it so many times. <laughs> okay, what tips do you have for someone that's just getting started on a vegan lifestyle or maybe they're thinking about getting started? What tips do you have for those people? Keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple. I think that a lot of people fail or get frustrated because they're looking at things on Instagram and looking at pictures on Facebook and and trying to recreate all these different meals with all these different ingredients and all of that. And I think that it's very frustrating. Yeah, I agree. And, and that's one of the reasons that I try to keep my meals and my salads simple because I want to inspire people to, okay, I could do this. You know, um, when I make a smoothie, I don't have five, six, seven ingredients in it. I try to keep it to like three or four ingredients. So that it would be keep it simple and start with breakfast. Start with breakfast. That's an awesome tip. Yeah. Yeah. I would tell them to start with breakfast. Yeah. And because I think that's a a lot of times breakfast, most, not most of the time, but a lot of times it's already vegetarian somewhat. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can just make that vegan. So yeah, I think that's a really, really good tip. I love that too, the simplicity. I agree with that. I I think that if you're really wanting to be vegan, Mm -hmm. then you want practical because that's what life is. You know, I mean, before this is what people say to me, you know, well, you eat the same things all the time. And I'm and I say to them, well, you do, too. You just don't realize it. You just don't realize it. Mm -hmm. I think keeping it simple is the most important thing to tell someone who wants to be vegan or or add more raw foods into their diet. It's just, yeah, keep it simple. So where can we reach you online? Shout, shout out your Instagram, your blog. Um, my Instagram, blog, and Facebook are all Veronica, V-E-R-A-W-N-I-C-A. Thank you so, so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for having me. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. 
There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.